0: What's up, everybody? It's Keefe at GhostCultMag.com with a special video. We are celebrating, or putting to rest, the career of KISS, at least as a touring band. They are not ending as a band, they're just not going to tour anymore. But being that touring was, almost their whole career was based on the live shows and things. This is a pretty, felt like a pretty poignant moment to stop and talk about the band. Uh, KISS has as many lovers as haters, which I think they all enjoy collectively, especially Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley. I have managed to rustle up a a cavalcade of stars, if you will, of the metal world, a respected musician, people from across the spectrum of journalism and content, if you will. So I'm really pleased. I'm going to introduce everybody first, and then we're going to get into the nitty-gritty. We're going to answer some burning questions about the end of the road for KISS as a live band, or maybe the end of the road as the band as we've known it. Um, I'm just gonna go in order of my screen here. So uh, I wanna welcome in from the Whirly gig blog, Gail Worley. Uh it is, It'd be good if I unmute people correctly. It'd be a nice idea to do this. Let's see, already not doing it right. There we go, okay. <laughs>
1: Hi,
0: Kiki. Hi, Hi welcome. everybody. Welcome, Happy Thank to you. be here. Yeah, Gail is amazing. Uh I'm gonna link everybody's links and stuff in the description as well as whenever we chop this up into smaller posts probably and a podcast most definitely. So every you can find everybody that's about to speak in the description. And I guess you will unmute yourselves. Uh <laughs> when it's time when I call on you, you'll unmute yourself, but I'll remute you for now. All right. Uh we'll do Peter next. Peter, how are you doing? Peter Wilson of Four Trips Ahead, also with a brand new solo single out. Great to see you, my friend.
2: Thanks so much, Keith. Great to see you.
0: Great to see you. Full transparency, Peter and I went to high school together, but he is a well-respected, established musician, beside the fact that I, I <laughs> cher- cherish you personally as, as a person. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Thanks for inviting me, Keith. I'm fired up to talk about Kiss.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think we all are. Uh, brand new to me, but a very... Special in his own way. Uh, Mark Morris, you might know him from TikTok and Instagram. Mark's Metal Minute. I have a world of respect for you, Mark. And it's so great to meet you.
3: Thank you. It's so good to be here. Thanks for inviting me to keep it.
0: And right on with the Destroyer background. I'm all about it. I love it. <laughs> uh, I, didn't have, I didn't have enough time to do anything. So this is just my bedroom in San Francisco, my usual studio setup. So, whatever. A couple of creative lights. Uh, and that much, of course, uh, my dear friend and comrade in arms, Ken Pierce of piercingmetal.com and Ken Pierce Media, among other things. Ken, how are you doing today?
4: Oh, great to be here and talk about KISS. And uh, like yourself, I did not come up with any background. So everybody who ever sees this now and in the future, imagine any KISS background behind me that you feel like seeing. It's, it's there. It's there for you. Hello, everybody. It's great to be here and talk about my favorite, favorite band of
0: Any background, even Animalize? Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Just poking the fun. Uh, (laughs) A good friend of mine and uh, an author and now a vlogger and a journalist of great repute, Don DeLamont. You know his book and his blog, Southeast of Heaven. And uh, I think he's got a new TikTok handle. That's hilarious. Also, how are you doing, brother? I should probably
5: unmute myself. There we go, hey, (laughs) doing good, Keith, man. And it's a pleasure to meet everybody. I've seen a lot of your names quite a bit, so it's cool to be here and talk about KISS, yes.
0: Does that shirt say Taylor Swift, but it's the Twisted Sister logo? It
5: does say to, actually, this was a gift to me from uh, Klaus Eichstadt from Ugly Kid Joe. Name dropping,
0: nice work, that's usually what I do.
5: he actually designs these shirts, so y'all go look up. the Mock and roll tees, I think is
0: what Mock it and roll, word up. I'm going to look that up and link it. Maybe I'll link that in the description also. And uh, also, I will bring in my hetero life mate and podcast partner, Nick Cameron, of the Glacially Musical Podcast. People see me and this guy on their screens way too much every week. How you doing today, Nick?
6: I'm doing good. Hello from the Hamptons. That is the Hamptons of... South St. Louis City of course. Uh, because I am on brand. <laughs> Excuse me. It's not a dr-
0: a it's not a drum roll. It's a it's a beer pour. I love it. Cheers. Super on cheers. I only have a seltzer today. I didn't I didn't want to drink for this since I'm being I'm in charge, you know. I,
6: I still have Canadian football beers left over from the football championship party for cool people too.
0: All right. I'll leave it there. I'll come back to you in a minute. And I, uh, a guy that I used to actually be a colleague of, we worked together at Metal Army America very briefly before I took over Ghost Cult. You know him from Mars Attack Radio, Talking Metal Podcast, Victor Ruiz. How are you doing, brother, from across the world?
7: So good to see you. I'm I'm doing great. I should say that uh, it signals from Mars. It name Sorry. changed uh, about a year ago. So, my bad. I think my email
0: contact fine. list
7: still says Mars Attack Radio.
0: I am so it, sorry. Signals, uh, yeah,
7: from Mars. yeah. That's uh, that's fine. I I, f- I figured it was time to uh, change the name so that people didn't keep doing uh, Mars Attacks uh, <laughs> right uh, noises at me and I, and asking, uh, is this a music podcast? Or are we talking about a movie? So. Victor is kind enough to sacrifice his sleep to be with
0: us. He's in Europe. So I may give a little favoritism to Victor at the start of this for the questions, just in case he needs to bolt or gets tired and feels like he's going to pass out on camera. Uh, In the meantime, we're going to set the table. Kiss is retiring and theoretically playing their final shows ever, December 1st and 2nd, as they say they're not touring anymore. That doesn't, you know, could be anything else after that, you know. And uh, the band... Paul Stanley has been ill this week as we record this. They just came back and played last night in Indianapolis after missing, I think, three shows. And, uh, you know, these guys are getting up there in age and they put on an exhausting show. Whatever you think about KISS, whatever you feel about KISS, you know, they are an enduring band that has been around for over 50 years. And let's be honest, I think everybody here can agree, I'll make a generalization to start with. We don't have a lot of great American rock bands from the classic rock era. We really only have a few. And so KISS is one of those bands, for better or worse. And so we're going to discuss that here. And so I'm going to open up the roundtable discussion. There's a series of questions I plan to ask. This is much more scripted than my normal band interviews or anything else I do. It's not as loosey-goosey as my podcast with Nick, so he's going to think this is weird. I think we're wearing almost matching shirts, bro. I don't know what's going on. But... um. I did not plan this, but here we go. Uh, here's the questions for the this conversation. The Knights in Satan's Service, the Knights of the Round Table of KISS. What are the next steps for KISS as a brand or a band? Fi- like, forecast what you think they're going to do after that last show. And we'll start
7: with Victor. All right, so they've been putting out these live albums Last few years, I think we'll continue to see that. Uh I think that we'll continue to see them do the cruise because they make so much money off of that. And I mean, let's be honest, that's them doing what one or two shows on a cruise. Um, and if it's not the full band, I could see I could see it just being Gene and Paul and having other bands up there and them getting paid to do what they currently do on the cruise. Um, the the last thing that I want to add to this, and I've been saying this for a while, I think that they could be the first band to actually do a hologram type thing correctly because they have the fan base, they have the money to put into it, but I'm not sure the, the whole approach that we saw with Dio makes sense. I think if they were to combine what they did with the convention back in the day and do something where they go to a venue, you have Gene and Paul come out and do like a storyteller type thing. Hey, you know, we wrote this song for this album, blah, blah, blah. And here's some live footage from that tour, you know, a way to celebrate the band. And I think that you have the perfect fan base to just eat that up. They don't have to go out and make up. They don't have to do it all year long. They can charge a shitload of money for it. And make you know what they would normally do uh, in touring. I mean, th- there's no way that the that the brand is going to stop making money. They'll find ways. There'll be ways that are it'll, it'll work, and there'll be other ways where it won't, where it'll flop. But they'll keep trying shit. So that's the, that's the whole my, Kiss. That's the Kiss yeah. mantra right there. Uh, next, and I like your
0: Creatures of the Night album. I see there on the uh, far right hand side, uh, Gail. I'm gonna pose the second the same question to you. What do you think Kiss does next? as if they're not touring anymore. Oh, you're muted. Gail, I think you're on mute. Let me... One second. Nope. Okay. There
1: you go. All right, so what I I said when I was on mute was, um, I, I really agree a lot with what Victor said. I think not touring anymore doesn't mean not playing live. Um, In addition to doing things like the cruises, which, like he said, has a limited obligation of live performances, but reaches a lot of hardcore fans and makes a lot of money. I think they'll do that. I think they might do, and this would be so perfect for them, do a residency at the Sphere in Las Vegas. It was made for them, you know, with the visuals and everything. I think they could clean up doing that for months at a time. Like they could be like the Billy Joel of the Sphere, you know, and like sell out 20 dates a year or something like that. Um, you know, I, I think as long as they stay healthy, they'll, they'll keep playing live and everything else is like, you know, secondary, the fans will, will love whatever they do.
0: Right on. I really appreciate that thoughtful answer, Gail. Uh, let's pitch it up to, uh, Mr. Hot Take Don, cause I know he's probably got something sassy saved up for this. What do you say, Don? What do you think Kiss does next? Do, are, do, are they bullshit? Are they going to come back and tour in like two years or is this really it? So, you know, to be totally honest, I loved what Gail
5: said, because I I actually wrote that down on my notepad that I thought the sphere in Vegas was something that was going to be perfect for them. Because one of the things I'm seeing a lot right now are bands, especially of that age, that are saying we're going to stop touring. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to stop being a band, you know. So I could totally see Kiss doing a residency of sorts, you know. The other thing I've actually my conspiracy theory is that I could actually see them franchising KISS out, the makeup, the band, doing like a KISS East Coast, KISS West Coast, KISS Germany, KISS Sweet, you know what I mean? And like them still having quality control and overseeing the operation, but bringing that show, maybe even with a more youthful band, like there's so many KISS tribute bands out there that no offense, sound better than KISS does now in some ways you know, that have the youthful energy, that have the cut, that have the energy to do it. And I could totally see them overseeing like a franchise. And and to be honest, as, as a longtime Kiss fan, like maybe 10 years ago, I would have called bullshit on that. But I think now I like, I love Kiss. Always have, always will. And I would love to go see Kiss represented that way.
0: Don DeLamont, thank you very much. This is Gene Simmons. Have you seen my exceptionally handsome son, Nick? Or Paul's exceptionally talented son Evan. They both could replace us. <laughs> that was my very bad Gene Simmons impersonation. That was good. Uh, good answer there, sir. I was really waiting for the. While. I'm sure you're going to have one zinger in here somewhere. Uh, let's let me ask you, Peter. Next, um, you are a touring musician. You are a working musician, solo artist, bands. The level, of, whether whether they can still perform at a high level or not, it's got to be insane to do what they do. However many shows are on this final tour, so it was like, you know, it's been years of the farewell tour, but, you know, like physically they just can't, could you continue to do this at 70 something years old, 69, 70, 71, right? It's hard.
2: Yeah, I mean, I actually agree with, I was going to say what Don was saying. I I think Paul vocally is done right now for hard rock stuff. And I think it's okay because up till about seven or eight years ago, I thought he was godly and I think he had a really not good vocal operation, which is, it's a very tricky operation. And I think unfortunately it hit Paul a lot differently. I saw him on his last solo tour and he was phenomenal. Um, And then he went in for that operation and I saw a huge difference um, and I heard it. Um, So I think Paul, but I think that he'll, if you're talking about the franchise, I mean, it's just beginning to me. It's a whole other stage. I think you're going to see like a Trans-Siberian Orchestra thing going on where you have a East Coast, West Coast KISS. Um, I think you're going to see a reality TV show where you could have KISS um, coming on and having people actually audition to play the membership. I think it'd be a great show to do maybe a Netflix series or whatever. Um, I think you could do a kiss Europe, a kiss Japan, a kiss Australia. You can you can totally franchise as the first band that can really do that and capture the characters. Um, I think you can you can totally do that. I think you'll see Paul do another Soul Station record after a couple of years of resting his voice, because he can sing that stuff pretty in a controlled environment well. I think his voice needs to not be singing for two years. I think Gene will get antsy and do some crappy solo tours that are not well organized like he did before behind the his little set that I can't believe people bought. But yeah, I think I can see things like that. And I think it's cool also. I want to mention, even though I, I don't know the panel's opinion, I'm a Kiss fan, like original Kiss, no makeup Kiss and the whole nine. Um, I think what Bruce Kulik is doing is really, really awesome. And his band is fantastic. And they're doing all this like cool non-makeup Kiss stuff kind of detracts sometimes so I think you're going to see like I don't I actually don't think Kiss is going to do the cruise right away um maybe Gene would do with a solo band because they were doing cool stuff like charisma and you know and going blind and really cool stuff but I think really Paul takes a break as we're seeing here like he's he's really going through it and I think his body is is kind of and I think that mentally he's a little out so um, I think it'd be interesting. And I think if you did like a, a reality show, you can bring the original members on, you can bring, you know, someone like Bruce Kulik on, you can bring, you know, shoot, you can pull out Vinnie Vincent if he's in, in you know, if you can catch him for like a couple of hours on, you know, I mean, you could, you could really kind of vamp it up. So that's where I see, but I what, the only thing I hope, my personal feeling with Kiss is, I like to see them do better box sets. Um, like the live series is really cool. I loved, um, I think the idea around Creatures was fantastic and Destroyer. Um, I think they have better albums to do that with um, that have more B-sides. Like Creatures is a great example of a great album, not a lot of leftover material. And they were kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel for that. Whereas I think that there are earlier albums and certain records where they wrote a lot. And I think Kiss fans would love that because the packaging was fantastic for both of those um, both destroying creatures. So I could definitely see things like that in the works, too, because Gene's not going to be able to sleep not touring. So I'm sure that's, you know, that's going to happen.
0: For better or worse, Gene. Uh, great points, Peter. Thank you. Let's hear from Mark Morris. Mark, we I, like I said, this is my first time meeting you, and I want to expose you to our audience and get your... Awesome takes. I've really appreciated you for so long on the internet. So this is a treat for me personally. But what do you, what does Kiss do the day after the last show? What are those guys going to do? Sleep all day, go, go on vacation. What do you think they do? And then what do you think they do broadly after that?
3: Even, even if I'm totally wrong on what they do, one thing I can guarantee you, they will make money because one of the things that they're best at is making money. Uh, now, I, I, Peter and, and Don, uh, I kind of go along with them. I really go along with Peter more. I think that they're not going to tour. I'm uh, not tour. I'm sorry. They're not going to do live shows. Uh, I do think that Paul needs to rest. I think Paul's voice is really, really going uh, with good reason. I mean, I mean, he's getting on up in years, uh, as, as I am as well. So I know, I know that, that he's probably going to rest that voice. But I do see them uh, licensing their name out onto other on, onto bands, doing the franchise idea. I like that uh, because I came up through the '80s, and I remember they slapped their name on everything. I had a Kiss lunchbox that I took to school. There was they had their name on everything. Um, you know, they had a Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, they had the movie, you know, <laughs> out out for a while. That was. A very bad movie, but it was out. So I see them going in that direction. But again, anything that they do, they're going to make money at it.
0: Well said. I have to turn it over to my my comrade in arms, Ken Pierce. What if the Sultan of Brunei, I think I asked you this on a phone call. What if the Sultan of Brunei just calls them in a few months and is like, $10 million, come put on a concert for me. Are they going to say no? i never seen them turn down a buck. What do you think, buddy? Oh, you're on mute also, Ken. You hear me?
4: Yeah, and there you yeah. go. Go ahead. Well, hello, Sultan of Brunei. This is Gene Simmons of KISS, and uh, I'm going to join the tour. Um, <clears throat> okay, so everybody had a lot of the things I was thinking of, the KISS Siberian Orchestra, the franchise, the, um, the thing. But uh, all right, I see some kind of Broadway show in this. I think that would be a very interesting thing because uh, during pandemic, uh, you all don't know me, but Keith and and Gail do. I was working in Broadway uh, during the COVID times, um, helping keep the shows happening. And uh, I saw so many different amazing shows and I'm like, Kiss is a perfect thing for a show that's a spectacle show. And you could do all the effects without burning a house down because they have lifelike looking flames and streamers and all that other stuff that you see happening during the day. Uh, I agree with Mark and uh, that they will not tour. Gene said in a recent interview, Kiss will go on, but you will not see us in the same fashion of this every night live doing this kind of stuff. His outfit is about 60 pounds. Gene alone, Gene is 75 this year. I think what we will see a lot more of, and I will trump you all on this, is stuff like this. Um, The toy stuff (laughs) will go crazy. This is, and I'm going to give a shout out because this is a, a new favorite thing of mine. This is a this is called a Pop-Tater and it's made by Super Impulse. They're wonderful. They have a gene and they have a Paul. I don't have the paul yet, um, but they have the gene and it's much like a Mr. Potato Head. He does come apart. The tongue comes off. You can make them whatever you like. And of course, our favorite friends over at Funko are going to do a lot more uh, things with the band and best action figures are coming, more statues. We're going to see all of that stuff that's hard license, that's easy for Gene to curate. Paul is, is more of the business side of the band progressing. Gene is the license guy. So I see him now having time to be a fine tooth comb and a magnifying glass going, this is the wrong color black on my suit. You know, <clears throat> um, he's always been a master at that kind of stuff. And we're going to see a lot more of it. I've already seen uh, pre-order lists for uh, some statues that are pricey, but we're Kiss fans. We're going to buy them. When when I saw this uh, this pop tater, the uh, the rep said to me, what do you think? I, says, sh- I said, the Kiss fans are going to ask you one question. She goes, how can I get one? I said, okay, they're going to ask you two questions. They're going to ask you, how can I get one? And then they're going to ask you, where are the other three? I said because we will not buy just one of the members of Kiss. We will buy all four members of Kiss, and uh, it will always be the case. You could be Ace Frehley's my favorite, but if the character only says spaceman, you're still buying it. And the well, same with you, Peter. You know. Well, so well that's said. my that's my that's my take on it. Uh, we're going to see a lot more licenses of products come out. Um, I wish I still had some of the stuff I had. There was a Kiss color forms. If you can believe it,
0: and I had the had Kiss color forms. I, had, I it. had
4: it, and a lot of my old stuff. Yeah, yeah it, a lot of my old stuff is gone. It got destroyed, and I'm like, yeah. no. I but would,
0: uh, I would give anything to get back my Kiss dolls from the original. I, set. I do.
4: I do also. Um, I still have the Kiss View Master somewhere. So I mean, all this kind of stuff just shows, you know, uh, they are masters of license, and um, and Gene is going to have the time to pay attention to
0: that, and I think we'll see a lot more of it. So that's my thoughts in a nutshell nice work uh and now for the second mention potentially of vinnie vincent <laughs> my dear friend nick cameron <laughs> what do you think kiss does do you think this is legitimately the end of it do you think they i feel like they're gonna motley crew this thing and no, renette... renette no way
6: in hell uh my god i hope they just retire they're 75 they've worked for 45 years 55 years at this point to talk about the idea of a sphere residency. I'm going to throw water on that. We are talking about a band that had to cancel a seven date residency in a 4,500 seat theater three years ago, because they couldn't fill it. They will not be able to do a 20,000 seat arena residency. On top of that, my God, if they don't retire, someone will die on stage, and I hope to God that does not happen. Mm-hmm. Please, you have worked for a thousand million years. Rest your show. Musically is awful now. Stop. I yield yeah. my time.
0: All right, I will. Ju- yeah, I saw Kiss uh, for ten minutes last year, and I was all set. Uh, not I was leaving anyway, and I saw the first ten minutes of their show, and I was like, "Yeah, Paul is done." vocally. The last full KISS show I saw was five years ago, and I thought they were still competent and solid, although, again, they came on after Rob Zombie, and it was like the young guys and the old guys playing volleyball together. Uh, We'll go through these next couple of questions with relatively short responses from you guys, Uh, and I'll stay with Nick for this. Let's start with this one. Is KISS the best band in American rock history? And if not, who is? Just really short on these.
6: I would say. Wow. Um, no, no. I, I love them to death, but they're not an album band. And to be the greatest of anything band, I think you need to be an album band. And as as I'm well on record for saying, they're a 30-30-30 band. 30, 30% great, 30% filler, 30% oh my god, why is that even recorded? Uh, Ladies Room, Two-Timer. Uh, love them, leave them looking at you. A lot of them are Gene songs. A lot of them are Gene songs, like most of the eighties and most of the seventies. Jean songs were terrible. Uh, it's uh, sorry, it's true. Um, but no, I would have to say the doors had a greater, a, a greater impact. Musically speaking. I'm not, I, I don't think of the show. I don't think mm-hmm. of the toys. I think of what they did musically and no, they're, they're just not They're They're what? very good. And I love them to death.
0: All right, hold that thought because there's going to be more later on Legacy. Uh, let's go back to Ken. Ken, Kiss, the greatest band in American classic, let's say classic rock American bands. I'm not counting Metallica as a rock band. 70s rock bands, Kiss number one or no?
4: I'm going to go with uh, the Nick on that and say, despite them being my very favorite band of them all, I'm going to be realistic and say no, um, uh, for a lot of the same reasons. You know, there's good, there's bad, there's whoop. Um, but they are still my very favorite band. I will go to see them whenever the chance happens, and now there's only two more chances for me to try um greatest American band can I say maybe one of them is Kansas is still standing up today uh, lots of hits and still touring at a at a at a lengthy age. but um there's more of a depth in the Kansas material so. This does not affect my love of Kiss. I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. My Gene Simmons implant in the head is gonna pop for me saying no, but uh, you know, whatever. That's that's my
0: take. The shock collar is about to go off. I like Kansas. That's a dark horse pick, man. Uh, let's go to Don. Don Kiss, greatest American rock band, or no? And who is if they're not? So it. I'm probably gonna get stuff thrown at me for
5: this, and you know I talk a lot of stuff though, but I stand by it. I'm gonna have to say to me, the Grateful Dead was the best American band, and I'll mainly just because you know I liked how uh, Nick said about being an album band. The the Dead to me was like they rode the you know Americana, folk, rock, blues, jazz, went into psychedelia, whatever they did they changed the face of live performances you know playing to huge people without having to be a record selling band you know they had like what maybe like one platinum record their whole career but yet they could sell out 3 4 5 shows at giant stadium you know like they were they were the best at what they did as far as kiss goes they're in my top 5 always will be even at their worst Kiss never apologized so I I can't apologize for being a Kiss fan. Just Fair like enough. I can't apologize for saying that they're not the best.
0: There you go. I like that not apologize. None of nobody should ever apologize for their taste. That's all good. Let's go over to Gail, because I'm interested in your take on this. Gale, you have such a rich history. Your body of work as a journalist speaks for itself. You've interviewed a lot of the greats. Is Kiss the best American rock band? What do you think? Oh,
1: I'm so glad Nick said it first. Um no. Kiss Kiss are our- they're the best at a lot of things and they're undeniably a great band. And they've certainly have outlasted almost everybody except Earl Smith who are not very good anymore. Um, but as far as making excellent albums, I would put two American bands above them of the seventies, the original Alice Cooper band and Sly and the
0: Family Stone. All right. I like both (laughs) of those again, unexpected Mm -hmm. answers. I'm I'm for it. I'm for it. Victor. What do you say sir you've got a lot of history in your back pocket what is if kiss is not
7: the best band who is nobody it's them it is them because i will tell you why it's the whole package you can't just say well no i like a little bit of this and i like a little bit of that no all around um as much as i love a lot of all the other bands that people have been mentioning right now you ask somebody uh great rock band you put a picture of the dead you put a picture of the doors you put a picture of kiss who gets identified it's kiss um they've done so many things when it comes to live shows when it comes to and i get it not every album is great but out of all the other bands that we can throw in there is every kansas album that came out great is every van halen album or even as gail said every uh aerosmith album great and I don't know too many people that love Dada by uh, Alice Cooper either. So they've all got great albums. They've all got um, crap albums. But we're talking about Kiss. So I'm going to say, yes, Kiss is the greatest American rock band. All right. We've got one, at least
0: one. That's great. Um, Who have I not talked to yet? Mark,
3: do you have a, a take on this? Sure. I have a take on everything. Um, if you, if you watch my, if you watch my videos, my metal tapes, you'll know that I rarely use the terms like best because I think music is so subjective. So I use, I use terms like my favorite. Uh, so I, I do have to say, I don't think that kiss is the best or even my favorite American rock band from that era. I do think they're one of the most influential rock bands from that era. I mean, they influence bands like Motley Crue. They, you know, these bands have said they directly influenced them. So Motley Crue, Merciful Faith, um, Trent Reznor, Alice in Chains. And they're continuing to influence bands today, um, especially with their use of makeup and theatrics. So they're an extremely influential band. But I, if I were going with what I would call the best American rock band from that era, Uh, or close to that era would my favorite would either be uh, uh, would either well actually I would have my favorite one well let's just say it I'm gonna have stuff thrown at me with this but I'm gonna go ahead and say it would be the David Lee Roth era of Van Halen yeah Alice Cooper is is another one that I think was really good there's not a lot of filler on Alice's albums Uh, I think Alice's albums were very solid and his show was, was exceptional, but just personally, I I, I love David Lee Roth.
0: Ingr- I agree. I agree. A hundred percent. That would be my pick as the best American rock band that
3: mm-hmm.
0: Roth, era Van Halen is untouchable. And I don't care for Sammy, honestly. And I don't care if he goes on tour with a million guitar players. I don't care. And especially the bullshittery that he pulled this week, he can just screw right off, but not only talented and strikingly handsome, Peter Wilson has an astounding vinyl collection. So Peter, who is the best American rock band? If it is, if it is not Kiss, who is it?
2: You guys are really killing me. Gail, I want to say something to you because I know a lot of people, (laughs) the Sly Stone one is great. My argument would be that it wouldn't be an American, just a rock band. Cause I, I think Sly and the Family Stone from 67 to arguably 72, 73, some of the best music ever created by anyone. Mm. So I think calling them just a rock band is eliminating them, actually. But I love that you mentioned mm-hmm. them. I love the mentions. Um, this is a really hard question, because my top four bands, if we're focusing on um, on Kifi, what you're what you're calling the 70s sound, to me is Kiss, is Aerosmith, is Cheap Trick, and Van Halen. Um, and then you kind of have to throw them in a blender and start to see how their careers pan out. Um, you know, so this is really hard. I don't know if I can name if I'm being really honest and looking from the beginning, very beginning to where we are now. I will say something that maybe a lot of people will throw things at me. I think cheap trick has been more consistent than any of those bands. I mean, Van Hale included, although I think they ended in a great on a great note, which made me very happy. Can you imagine Van Halen ending with Van Halen 3? What a frightening thought. Um, oh, no. I, poor, yeah, Gary, poor Gary. Poor Gary Sharon, man. He never gets a break. I
0: just I'm want to hug that guy every time
2: I see him. <laughs> I, I, I saw that him.
6: tour. The only time I saw them was that tour.
2: Great tour. I saw The Garden. They were great. But talking about albums. But in terms of, I love the, the term that Mark said, in terms of not necessarily the greatest, if you just focus on the music, um, and I do I do want to say that Victor has a point. Every one of the bands I mentioned, including Chief Trick, who I think is an arguable place because Aerosmith to me, after the somewhere in the mid to late 90s, totally died. You know, I, I like musically in terms of records. In terms of live shows, they're still great. You know, and I hope Steven gets better. Um, again but like there were some bad periods of kiss that i went to go see and i signed off on but i knew those albums were terrible but i would say the last couple of kiss records are better than a lot of the last stuff although people ignore them they're actually better records than a lot of older bands and i think cheap trick to me has made their last decade or so of records have been fantastic by and large but in terms of most influential and in a lot of ways important I mean, Kiss, you see Kiss in R&B, you see Kiss in hip-hop, you see Kiss in straight up like heavy, heavy metal stuff to like whatever. So can I argue, I think I might give Van Halen the nod from 78 to 84, right? But in terms of albums, like who do I go back and listen to albums of and as well as we'll go see the live show and think about, Kiss holds a special, a really unique place in terms of being the most influential. So you know, my, my 10-year-old, 12-year-old Peter's screaming kiss, my, my head is saying something else. But it's definitely to me in that the kiss, Van Halen, early Aerosmith up to maybe 80-89-ish. Um, I'd say Aerosmith, you know, you have to pay attention. But yeah, I think that those are, those are some of the top. So, you know, take that for what it is.
0: I still love uh, Aerosmith, Get a Grip. Gonna say, mildly surprised, no one said ZZ Top and super happy no one said journey the bane of my existence. Good band, (laughs) not for me. Just not for me, just not for me. Um, We're gonna go through this next one pretty quick. Everybody keep it to like two minutes. Mm -hmm. I know that's a hard request when I ask the question, what is your personal favorite Kiss memory? And I'm gonna start with me, and I'm gonna say when five-year-old Keefy walked down from Parkside Houses, on Burke Avenue and White Plains Road in the Bronx and walked to Pelham Parkway with my mom to buy Rock and Roll Over as my first vinyl purchase ever. That moment has never been broken, encased in amber forever, and I love it so much. And it's still my favorite Kiss record, even though it's nobody's favorite Kiss record, not even Paul's, but I love that record and I love that memory that I got. My brother was a big Kiss person and had all the Kiss stuff and I had all the Kiss toys, but that purchase to get Rock and Roll Over with my allowance that I saved, meant everything to me. And so now we'll kick it back. Let's go to Victor first on this. What's your personal favorite Kiss memory?
7: Similar to what you're saying, I was four years old, 1977, and my brother got a Live 2 for Christmas. And there's that... um, Forgive me that I don't remember the exact title. There was a a booklet that came in it, which I think was called The Evolution of Kiss or something similar. And I remember seeing Ace Frehley, uh, the big center uh, shot of him. And it was him with the smoke coming out of the guitar. And I was thinking, holy crap, he looks like a superhero. And he's playing music? What? What is this? So to me, just that impact of seeing that and then just listening to a live two and Destroyer over and over again as a four-year-old, that's what did it for me. So that's my personal favorite memory of KISS. Very nice. Nick Cameron, what is your favorite KISS memory?
6: Please Honestly, don't
0: say Vinnie Vincent, please. Don't oh say my Vinnie. God,
6: good Lord, no. When when Vinnie Vincent was a thing, I didn't even know who the hell he was. I was too young to know the members had changed. No, I love Vinnie Vincent's drama. That's, that's, that's as far as it goes. My favorite my favorite KISS moment was actually walking into the then Kill Center, now Enterprise Center, In 1996 July 3rd, on the third date of the reunion tour because it was the I mean granted it was the reunion season, the Eagles had just reunited. Everybody was reuniting at that moment in time black Sabbath was 18 months away from announcing their reunion. But it was the reunion we never thought would happen the makeup kiss era was something that I only experienced in memories, because I was only four when the band broke up the first time, when they started parting out. So to be able to see that was just this amazing moment in time, seeing the energy, seeing everybody remembering a great time, an earlier time in, in America, which, okay, I'm not gonna say it was a better time, but was, you, you know what I mean. And, and I remember thinking as I'm watching Ace play the guitar solo to shock me, Which was about the last time I really enjoyed long form solos because they're not that good, but and I remember thinking wow how long can they wear this makeup they're in their 40s like four to five years. And ironically, I am now older than Ace Frehley was at that moment, and I thought he was an old ass fart then so i'm gonna die real soon I yield my time.
0: Please don't say stuff like that, but yeah I know what you mean pal uh. Ten pierce. Favorite KISS memory ever. Wow, all right, well. In two minutes or less. Okay, so
4: <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna scroll back. So the first time I ever really heard KISS on a full album was a live tune. Uh, so that was a special memory. I had heard their music before on the radio cause it was regularly on the radio. Uh, but seeing them live for the very first time, 1979 Madison Square Garden Dynasty tour called the Return of KISS with those garish outfits. I went on the second night with mom and dad I do not have my first concert ticket because nobody kept those things in those odd years. Um, and that was special. You know, I was 14, I loved it, you know, four years old. I um, So I was 14 and then fast forward to the reunion announcement, 1996, right? It was 96, 96 um, and they did it. And I got to see them again at Madison Square Garden. Uh, I went twice of the four nights all four nights were sold out. And the second time I was pretty much, i my friend had better seats than I ever could have gotten. We were like maybe 10 feet away from Gene. And I was that 14 year old kid again, man. My superheroes were back. Uh, the reason I got into music as a, a very, very steadfast thing had returned. And it was just, I was a kid again, man. So that's it. Is that two
0: minutes? That's great. And I was at those shows also. I'm sure Peter was, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, even Victor, you might've been too, right?
7: Maybe. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately I was, I was too dumb to, uh, and, and, and did not go. I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll see them again. I'll see them again. And I didn't end up seeing them again until a disastrous show in, uh, Virginia beach on their first farewell tour. So. Oh no. Yeah. Um, that's, that's crazy. Do you have a favorite moment
0: ever for kiss though on the positive side?
7: For them, as for them, as a yeah, band, just as a band overall. One favorite moment, one favorite memory. Um, outside outside of the one that I mentioned, I mean, ju- nope. just uh, being a part of the uh, soundtrack of my life. I I Charlie Benante mentioned this years ago. He thanked somebody for being part of the soundtrack of their life, and I thought, you know, wow, that's just such a unique thing, because of the connection that music has with us and and whatnot, and just oh wow we take all these things with us and and i'm already going long but yeah just just uh their music being there for good times and bad times and helping you through a lot of different shit whether it's good or bad and that 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 to me is the overall thing and you know i i yes i agree i agree with nick in that there's been a lot of crap over the years but we, we always go back to the good stuff so
0: that's fair. That's fair. We do go back to the good stuff. Who's left Gail? Did we get yours? What's your favorite? No. Memory? Um,
1: so this is funny. I'm listening to all you guys talk about being four, four years old when albums came out. I was 15 when kiss alive was released. So I think I'm older than everybody here. Um, and so technically I could have gone to see them on that tour, but I was just being allowed to go to big shows. So I kind of had to play my hand to see queen and the who That year, so I didn't quite make it to Kiss. But when 1996 came around and they did the reunion with the original members, I went to see them at Madison Square Garden. And some friends of mine in a local band called Degeneration were the opening band. So that was like a pretty crazy thing because they were like my age. Um, But what I remember about that concert was it was one of the last times I really dressed up to go to a show. So, I was wearing like a black halter top and a leopard print mini skirt and big black vinyl platform boots that were so uncomfortable. But all I cared about was like looking good for kids, right? And when they did New York Groove, I just remember like dancing to New York Groove in those boots and just being like feeling totally free and happy. So, that's my highlight.
0: That's amazing. And uh, shout out to Degeneration generation and uh, Jesse Malin, who's going through a health crisis. Uh, oh, yeah. Him. Um, who is left? Uh, Peter and I think Don have not gone yet. So, Peter, do you have a favorite kiss memory of all time?
2: Um, like probably a lot of you, it's really hard to think of one. And I'm not going to name the shows because a lot of you guys named my shows. Like my first show was... Dynasty of the Garden, the 96 tour, all you know, and I saw I've seen just to let you know, I saw Kiss every tour from Dynasty in New York all the way through probably sometime up in the mid 2000s, probably right after uh, Monster, I stopped going because that's right when Paul's voice was starting to edge out. So I kind of said, I don't want to see one of my heroes against the wall like that. But I have a funny memory that maybe some of you guys will appreciate. So I took a lot of shit for being a Kiss fan, like a huge Kiss fan in the early 80s, as many of you might have. Right. So they're going through Unmasked. um, Well, I could say starting with Dynasty, then Unmasked, then The Elder. And I was still a huge fan. And my friends were like, fuck you. Your band sucks. You know, um, like they don't even have the original members, this concept album. And so I remember distinctly being 11 years old and my mom uh, coming home from downtown, she was a singer and would work late nights on Fridays. And she came in, and woke me up and she turned on the light and said, I got this for you. And she dropped the promo of Creatures of the Night on my lap at like 1130 at night. I jump up out of bed, grab my headphones and I'm like holding my breath. Cause I'm like, man, I wonder, I don't know what they're going to do. And I always remember hearing the opening of creatures in the night with my old headphones. And I was like, Holy shit, they're back and feeling so like this. And I had the album like three or four weeks before anyone. I was like, fuck you guys. You can't wait to hear this shit. And I was like, fuck you and your maiden shit. Fuck you. And I love all those bands, but I was talking mad shit. You know, I was like, your maiden, fuck your priest. Check this shit out. I still am super. Whenever I hear that album, I go really excited. I'm that 11 year old again, going to my friends. Like and to this day, uh, you know, when I met Eric Carr for for 10 minutes in a store um, on uh, on St. Mark's attraction Trash and um during the Hot in the Shade tour. Uh, I talked to him about the drum sound and and he, you know, he was totally awesome. And he said, man, he goes, that drum sound still gets me excited whenever I hear that record. I wish we could get that sound again because they never could. Um, But I love that record. It always has a special place in my heart. And I became like, it's like I became rejuvenated as a Kiss fan because of that album and and so forth. So that's one of the like literally countless memories I have that are pretty awesome about that Mm -hmm. band.
0: Nice. Peter Wilson out New Yorking all the other New Yorkers. Uh, I think we have technically Don and Mark left also, right? So, uh, or did Mark, did Mark, you go already? I don't no, I, I haven't gone yet. Okay. Yeah. So let's go with you now
3: and then we'll okay. do Don. Well, great. And I think that it's great that I'm following Peter because my favorite memory, uh, actually, I'm uh, Gail and I are from the same era. I came up through the 80s and my favorite memory was seeing Kiss on the Creatures of the Night tour. Uh, back in the 80s and that's still my favorite album by, by Kiss is Creatures of the Night because like Peter said when I listened to it I thought holy shit they're back they're back to being Kiss uh, at this point though Peter Chris was out of the band uh, Eric Carr was amazing on the drums so he was a great great replacement um, Ace Frehley was pictured on the album but he was also out of the band he didn't play on the album Vinny Vincent had replaced him on tour at the time, I didn't know any better, and I thought it was great, uh, but it was a fantastic show. Lots of explosions, Gene looking menacing, Paul strutting around like a peacock. Man, I had a great time, and and so that is my my favorite memory
2: of KISS.
0: Nice work. How about you, Don?
2: Efi, can we just I, can I just ask Mark a quick question? Yeah, Mark, who, who opened for KISS on that tour when you saw him? Was it Crew? It might have been Crew because it was the early
3: eighties. So it was like eighty three, eighty-four. And I know that the Crew was with them during that time, so I think that's what it was. In fact, that would be back with Livewire Crew, which was the album that just totally blew me away. I got I got that album on a mixtape. And it just that's what really got me in the battle. Sorry, didn't mean to before off, before Vince, before <laughs>
0: Vince went completely downhill after the I, I anyway. totally totally disappointed in <laughs> the last tour I went to see, and I wish
5: that
3: yeah, I.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry you did. Uh, how about you, Don? Favorite
5: Kiss memory? All right, Keefe. First off, Vince was never even on the hill to begin with, but that's a whole nother question. So, but anyway, okay. So I'm actually timing myself because it's impossible for me to keep anything below two minutes. So, uh, first favorite memory of Kiss, Phantom of the Park on TV. I was about five years old. My mom said. They came on and I just lost my shit, ran into the kitchen, grabbed the broom, started this. My dad was like, any hopes we had of him becoming a doctor or a lawyer is is gone. Like, this is going to be his life. And sure enough, it was the catalyst for everything I ever did, from picking up a guitar to wanting to be an outspoken writer like Gene Simmons, you know, but uh, anyway. (laughs) Uh, And then I think the first time seeing them live was in 88- on the um oh god what was that uh somebody helped me night. out here crazy nights crazy nights thank you i could it was a it was a crazy nights tour with ted nugent that was the first time i discovered i hated ted nugent still hate him to this day but <laughs> kiss was fantastic they were everything i hoped they would be because even though they didn't have the makeup the energy the vibe the spirit was still there i was excited and i just loved it and then I'd have to say my other favorite memory is in 1992 when they played here in Atlanta on the uh, Revenge Tour. Omni was about half full. Kiss was not popular at that point, but my friend who worked for Ticketmaster had got us front row seats for the show. The night before, I was so excited. I'm a, I'm in high school. Like I was a senior in high school. I was so excited. I fell out of my bed three times the night before, <laughs> like a kid at Christmas. You know, like I I couldn't even fucking contain myself. Like And so we went to the show, front row center, literally right in front of Gene. They're doing God of Thunder. I'm leaning over the barricade as far as I can, like singing the song back to Gene. Security grabs me and starts to push me back in. Gene flags them off, takes the guitar pick, licks it and sticks it on my forehead. I still have that guitar pick to this day.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. Fell out of bed three times. Uh, We're running low on time. So we're gonna keep this neck literally one sentence answer. The worst moment in KISS history is blank. Staying with you, Don, go ahead.
5: Not saying goodbye when they said they were gonna
0: say goodbye. That is the best answer. Sorry, everybody else. Uh, Nick Cameron. <laughs>
6: Zurich, 2012. Paul Stanley singing the intro to Heaven's on Fire, teaching me his voice was gone.
0: That is a, that is a long time ago. Wow. Uh, Victor, what is your the worst moment in history is
7: blank. Eric Carr passing away and them botching the entire situation. Agreed. Uh, very sad. Eric
0: was a genius. No, he get even. Still today, he doesn't get talked about enough. I know they've done nice things for him and Kistery box sets and home videos and DVDs, but not not great at it. Uh, Ken Pierce, worst moment in Kistery.
4: You know, Victor took it from me because uh, I'm a drummer. So uh, losing Eric Carr was uh, was really a heartbreaking thing, and uh, I think. It was before the days of all the social media crap that we do today. So maybe it would have been handled differently had this stuff been more available, but it seemed, it was cold to me, you know? And also since Freddie died the same day, it was overlooked by a lot, you know, so he didn't get the respect he deserved. That's, that's mine.
0: Fair enough. Uh, Gail Worley, worst moment in Kiss history, in your opinion.
1: Four words, songs from the Elder. I yield my
6: time.
0: Uh, I like the elder, but I understand I why. too. I understand Good
6: why. Too. I love the elder, man. The elder is the best singular album they put out. <laughs> it's the only one that goes start to finish as an it's album.
0: It totally fair. is. It's they a sh- great album. Great if, album. They, if, if they were gonna go like back in time, they should have made more concept albums, but better ones. Anyway, um yes. Just just the two cents worth. Uh, Peter Wilson. Worst moment. In history, you're a big fan
2: of all the eras, so I'm interested in your answer. The worst moment in history is you let's put the X in sex and you make (laughs) it hard. Absolutely (laughs)
0: terrible. Paul Stanley's vibe in the whole 80s was to catch a predator. I don't know why.
2: (laughs) He was extremely
0: good looking and charismatic, bro. I know I only
2: have. (laughs) I know we're supposed to only do a sentence, but I'll tell you very quickly because be, I was at the premiere party at 17 years old at MK's in Manhattan for uh, Let's Put the X in Sex. It's where I met Paul and Jean. And I met the video girls. I met the director. I met Jean Bollier. They were extremely nice. And Jean Simmons sat next to me and my 17-year-old self with a bunch of girls. And I asked him what he thought of the video because they were just showing the video on All Night. And he said... It's pretty terrible. <laughs> that is great.
0: That is a great story. I think Nick and I had done a series on the Glacial Musical Podcast about KISS. And we were talking about like the secret weapon, John Boyer. Anyway, um, did I get everybody? Did I miss somebody? Worst yeah, moment got, in KISS I've history? I've got one,
3: one sentence. That hasn't been said. Well, the worst moment in KISS history to me is Paul versus Ace 2023. Who will cheat us out of seeing the original lineup in New York. That's yep. fair. I don't. Peter could. I don't feel. I love. I love Peter,
0: and uh, I don't think he could play a whole show anyway. But I would be nice to yeah. have Peter come out and sing "Beth" and "Hard Luck Woman" and have Ace come on and do "Shock Me" and "New York Groove." But yep. it will not have. I. I know. Uh, Peter and Ken will be at shows this next weekend as this runs, and I doubt. I highly doubt it. Would not put Vegas odds on money on the, the any kind of reunion ever happening again. Uh, I will say personally. Worst moment in history to me, despite the fact that it is a worldwide hit song, I hate "I Was Made for Loving You." I hate it. I hate, oh, hate I everything hate. about I hate. it. I hate everything about it. I know people love it. I hate, it. I hate. I hate. disco, which has many great songs and great artists, is the opposite of what Kiss. And I know. And by the way, Pink Floyd, my favorite band, totally ripped a bunch of disco drum beats and disco rhythms still not as bad as i was made for loving you um and then just really quick as we wrap this up i know people have to go and i appreciate you all you've been wonderful this has been exceeded my expectations by far unlike kiss um what is what is the lasting legacy of kiss as, as a band just in a sentence or two and i'll give it over to nick first
6: kiss's legacy is there is no legacy they never cared about a legacy
0: okay damn i was not expecting that i am shook from that answer from my podcast host nick uh who was a great sport victor ruiz
7: over in europe what is the legacy of kiss oh man who how can you follow that up come on that was kind of like putting an exclamation point on the whole damn thing yeah <laughs> um i don't know um i i think I think, as I mentioned before they've they've done a lot of things uh from a live standpoint from a merchandising standpoint I think much to Nick's point before, they're probably going to be remembered more for what they've done outside of their albums uh but still at the same time it was it pioneered a lot of things so I think they their legacy is them pioneering a lot of things that a lot of bands although said no no, we'll never do that ended up doing anyway.
0: Well said, Gail Worley of the Worley Gig blog
1: um, I think their legacy is their live show
0: when when they
1: were at their in their prime.
0: I yield my time <laughs> She yields her time. I love it uh that is the phrase of the day, actually. I yield my time. um Peter
2: I would say it's hard to remember but i would say their legacy is to be fearless and not give a shit about what anyone else thinks um because if you really think about their roots they were they they constantly were like not the cool thing to like and to this day i love that they're a band that you're either really into or you're fucking hate them and there's something about that that to me means a lot i'd always rather be either totally hated or really like adored, but not somewhere in the middle. You're either all in or you're not. And I love that. It's a very new, like 70s New York attitude that that I think still permeates about them. So it's something that I've always respected and loved about it. Nicely done,
0: nicely done. Ken Pierce, the legacy of Kiss is?
2: The legacy
4: of Kiss for me, and I think a lot of you might agree, is the brand. I mean, let's face it. We were not cool kids for like and kiss growing up. My friend, uh, you know, you said the Grateful Dead, uh, Don. Before, when I was growing up, I got par- I got to parse this in. My friends growing up were all Deadheads, and they constantly told me that Kiss sucked, Kiss sucked, Kiss sucked. So I hated the Grateful Dead for many years purely because of that. But the brand that Kiss has put out there will remain forever. You, some people out there in rock and roll can't name. One, two, three members of bands like Grateful Dead, or uh, or not who the main guy is, you will always immediately know what Kiss looks like just by saying, "The hottest band in the world, Kiss." You know exactly who they are.
0: That lasts. Yeah, rest in peace, uh, Jr. Smalley. Right, Jr. Smallwood. Um, mm-hmm.
3: Mark, the legacy yeah. of Kiss. Yeah, I think that the legacy, it goes back to something I said earlier, it's their influence, the the continuing influence that they have in metal and in music, other genres as well outside of metal, and that influence is going to continue. Nice. (laughs) Don,
0: (laughs) I think you're the last on the block for this one.
5: Honestly, I think that Kiss's legacy is going to just always be go big or go home. I mean... You know, whether or not you're going to slap makeup on, whether or not, whether you're going to be a heavy metal guy, a folk guy, a blues guy, whatever. If you know of KISS, you know with KISS, anything was possible. You dream big, you aim big. Sometimes you miss the mark. But when I think of KISS, I always think of KISS as an inspiration of just reaching as high as you can. And to me,
0: that attitude and that act surpasses everything about KISS, in my opinion. That is the answer Gene also would have given, by the way. He definitely would be on board with that. I'm going to add my own as the last thought on the call, and I want to thank all of you for being here. You're all amazing. I'm going to link all of your things in the description, and I urge all the Ghost Cult followers to follow you all. But I'm going to say the legacy of KISS is and will always be to me. So let's rock and roll all night and party every day. And I can't do it just like Paul, but... That is really what their legacy is to me. Literally, the fun in rock and roll. Rock and roll's got a lot of heavy, serious, heady topics, but the partying and the fun is the thing. This is all this band was ever about and nothing deeper, almost. And so if you can have that, you have a lot. Everybody, thanks for joining us. Peace out and farewell. Peace out and farewell to Kiss. Thank
6: you. Thanks, guys.
1: Bye.
0: Take care. Peace.
1: Bye, guys.